See? I, I don't. Hey, dude, I'm right there with you. Because I, I, cause I know a little bit about it, but I'm, the, the man knows because he's been watching those videos for years. So he understands the lingo and he knows, you know, the glimpses into it. So he's smart. Well, so what, one of the things that, that, that got me, I mean, I guess we're going to get in, you know, get into the intro here pretty soon. But one of the things that got me on that, this whole thing is his timeline is like two months, dude. I'm thinking 10 years. Yeah. Of course, I guess we might even be talking about two different things. Because I'm thinking 10 years to the collapse, full on. He's thinking, he's thinking two months to the reset that functionally prevents the collapse, right? So, unless I misunderstood him, I'll have to go back and listen to this again. Yeah, but I, th- I think our... Um, so, he, he's, he's talking about financial reset. Yeah. Which, like what you said, like... And, and I kind of like... Um, I'm thinking they're not going to allow a collapse yeah, or, or it's going to be a controlled fall of the collapse to keep them in power, which is why crypto is important for the us, us guys that are in early. So we can take those gains and go set our forts up and protect ourselves and, and get our brothers in order, you know, <laughs> sort of stuff, you know, you know, who yeah. knows? I mean, it, it's all, it's all valid. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It's so much for the brain to comprehend. Um, there's only so much room on my, so much room on my bookshelves, bro. You know what I mean? Like up here, you know, I've always said that my books fall off the shelf. Like if you just cram too many books in my brain, it just like stuff falls out. Like sooner, sooner later, I'm not even going to like, remember what my, you know, what, what my wedding anniversary is, you know, and dad, things like that's that. What, remember back in the Navy, bro, data dump. Yeah. You, you can't take it off. You, yeah. Cram for that, that test or that board and then just, dump it yeah all that consolidated yeah but so much of this information that we're coming across is stuff you don't want to dump it's stuff you want to maintain yeah yeah you know and how do you maintain it all there's so much out there you know or retain retain that's the word retain you want to retain that information i don't know we want to do the intro or what yeah what what episode is this hang on keep talking i gotta look up and see what number 41 i think it's 42 what yeah, dude. Cause I, cause we did. Hang on, we did forty-one with with. Uh, oh, you weren't here for forty-one because we did that one with Quincy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we did. Yeah. So this is episode forty-two, bro. So. Um, wow. So you want to do the intro? Ready? Yeah, man. Aloha, everybody. This is Q, the abolitionist. What's up, everybody? Crypto Gumbo here. And this is episode forty-two of Unshackled Liberty. We just got done talking to XRP Darren. Um, I don't even I I don't even know how to do this intro, dude. Like, it it, it, it it's a it's a, a mind blowing conversation. You know, <laughs> it was, uh, uh, yeah yeah uh, XRP Darren or Darren is uh, cued in on into some some other dimensions that will uh, open your eyes to a huge uh, morphine machine that's taking place behind the scenes that. Uh, it's definitely worth a listen. That's for sure. It, yeah, without a doubt. So we we went into talked about some uh, the obviously cryptocurrency, as you can tell by his name, XRP Darren. Um, but really, the financial reset that's 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 looming overhead, and what that means with all the debt that's compiled, and 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 what the central banks are going to be doing, what they're up to. You know, the guy's got a ton of information. And, uh, it's, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to start paying more attention to his YouTube channel. Cause I got to learn some things. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Darren, Darren's got a awesome YouTube channel and, uh, he's got a really good Twitter account too. So check out that dude's videos for sure. So yeah, I guess dude, without, without any further delay, here's episode 42.
Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Q the Abolitionist, and I'm with uh, Crypto Gumbo, as always, and a very special guest, XRP Darren. How's everybody doing today, guys? Good, my man. Doing well. Doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. We're psyched to my have pleasure. you here. We're, uh, we're really looking forward to going down this, uh, this rabbit hole with you. Um, you know, when, when Crypto Gumbo came to me and said, hey, let's, let's get XRP Darren on the show, and, and we'll go over some of that financial reset stuff, and... Um, I kind of started looking into some of your videos, dude, and I'm, I'm psyched. I think this is going to be a fun conversation. So, um, man, I don't know. I don't know how else to lead into it other than to, you know, just kind of like turn it over to you and just, and where, where do you come up with this information? And, and uh, did you want to get us, you know, start like a foundation, like how, it, you know, look at me. I'm like, I don't even know how to, how to, how to lead in, but I know there's a lot of information out there that leads that shows that a, a, a coming reset, a coming financial reset is happening right in front of us. And, uh, and there's like a, you know, blockchain and cryptocurrencies are all going to be right in the middle of it. So, I mean, I'm just going to hand it over to you and Gumbo and I'm going to nerd out while you guys have this conversation. What do you think? So I originally got in, in uh, 2017, I bought into Bitcoin and um, it took off. I, I bought very, close to the bottom around you know a thousand dollars and it took off to twenty thousand once that happened i just became obsessed with it yeah i I tried to find out what was the reason that that this took off so what was what was behind this and i just kept researching and researching and i i came to a point where where i was listening to what the central bankers were saying and that the central bankers were falling into line with what we need to, we need to utilize this technology. So then I just worked backwards from there. Why do they need to, to utilize it? They say one thing and yet they're doing something different. So I I came up with the conclusion that it's because of the debt, the debt's too much right now and they need to reset the system. So how do we do that? How does that happen? How do you reset the debt with uh, or reset the system with all this debt? You just default well, they, on it or what? Yeah, essentially they just default on it. They they can just switch switch the currency or they can switch to a gold back currency or they can they can do it a, a bunch of different ways. But I think they're going to do it with central bank digital currencies and it's going to to extend the system further. They are. Um, they're able to use negative interest rates with central bank digital currency. So the, the money that you have dwindles away while, yeah. while when they issue it. So the money in your bank account will slowly go to nothing. Yeah. And then they can put conditions on the money saying you can only spend it on this or that. And they can do the UBI like we've been seeing with stimulus checks. But, you know, instead of that they would have complete control over the economy with, with central bank digital currency. So that's the, the avenue that I think they're going to choose because they have to be responsible with the money if they choose a gold back scenario, which I, I'm not saying would never happen, but <clears throat> it's unlikely because they, the politicians would have to be responsible for the money that they were spending. So I don't yeah. see that happening. Although if it did, crypto would still be involved with that. You have to make the system efficient. Uh, that's what crypto offers is efficiency. And isn't um, Judy Shelton's up real soon to be passed by Senate to be part of the Congress or how does, is, she's, the, she's the crypto gold bug lady, right? Yeah, in one of the interviews a while back, she said that uh, we can uh, move to a gold back system with kind of a cryptocurrency type but back to the future vibe i think she said and she's uh she's being nominated for the fed so she's going to be one of the chairman on the fed and uh congress uh voted her in so uh, everything that that's pro what i'm saying everything that's happening is just falling into place for yeah. a central bank digital currency yeah so so I, I i'm like just shy of two years of being in the crypto space and i've been lurking around and trying to absorb as much information as i can and it's a fascinating space and you see it's it's a very vicious space too and uh i um i've always kind of looked at it and it, it, it appears to me uh, i'm nobody special but it appears to me that the system will not be allowed to completely collapse and it will be carried on by the central banks, which is something that we don't necessarily want to hear here at Unshackled Liberty, but it just appears that way to me. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that, Darren? Well, I mean, it's, 
it's possible that the system doesn't collapse fully with with uh with a central bank digital currency, but they're going to have to, they're going to have to switch things around. It's not going to, it's not going to hold up forever with the amount of debt that they're issuing. What one possible scenario is all the commercial banks will, will go under and they'll have to allow that to prevent hyperinflation. They'll have to raise the interest rates and then the commercial banks go under, but that means everybody's money, all the, all, all of our money, we won't be able to access anymore. And then, instead of our insurance, the FDIC insurance paying everyone and giving them their money back, it would be the Fed coins delivered in everyone's digital wallet. So then they would switch from our debt at these banks to credit with the Fed. So we switch from a debt-based system to a credit-based system. And now we, we're on a digital currency. We're in a cashless society. Yeah. So it's almost... Uh... We're, we're sort of already there, right? You know, cause, cause I'm a, I'm a, I'm an eighties kid. Right. And I come up in the nineties and like everything back in the day was all cash money, cold, hard cash in your hand. And then you start, you, you start transferring over to credit cards and then it's all digital one dots and zeros in the system. So it's basically, they have primed the, ma the, the masses to accept their new plan. You know what I mean? I feel like if you're yeah. using a debit card or whatever, you're already kind of keyed into that, huh? Yeah. 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 And they don't even have to do anything really different. They can just switch it from the back end for now and, and use, we could be using a crypto. We wouldn't even know our debit cards can be, our banks could be transacting with the crypto and then we transact with, with the fee. Uh, so I think eventually that that's going to, how it's going to go is the banks and businesses are going to be exchanging real value while people like us will, well, not people like us, but and the average person will have, central bank digital currency that just dwindles away but the the elites will be using a currencies that that matter so when you have i mean when gumbo and i both live in hawaii for now we both live in hawaii gumbo's on his way out but uh um hawaii is notoriously difficult to use cryptocurrency uh in the the, the state itself basically it's all basically in not so many words, it's basically illegal here. You know, it's hard, it's hard to get a hold of. And if we, if you have it, if you like both Gumbo and I are, 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 uh, you know, you know, we do own various cryptocurrencies, you know, um, but it's kind of, we, we have to work our way around the state financial systems. Um, how do you see that changing? If we're going to be going into, I mean, and if I have something, if I have something out of whack, or I'm misunderstanding something, you know, feel free to laugh and correct me, obviously. Um, but uh, how do you see that changing in order for us to be able to go into this, this centrally based cryptocurrency uh, system that you're talking about? Well, all the, all the banks that they're about to go under, we need to have a, a spot for them in the next system, right? And that's going to be their spot. They're the ones that are going to be holding the crypto for you. They're the ones that are, that are going to custody your assets and you're not going to, you're not going to be holding it. The banks are going to be holding it and you'll have a bank of America coin or a JP Morgan coin or whatever, but they're the ones that will be dealing with, with the crypto. I think the regulations are, are geared for, there's something happening on the international front with the global stable coin. And I think when all nations agree, that's when regulations are just going to miraculously clear up. <clears throat> I think it's all going to be rolled out at once. Say that again, a global stable coin. Yeah, they're talking about a, a global stable coin, but there's really very little information about it. It's, um, it's, uh, it's pretty much for, for all the nations in the G20 to, to organize their roles for this global stable coin. There's, there's no white papers or anything about the technology, just that there's a global stable coin and everybody is going to change their regulations for this. Yeah. And, and a lot of your videos, the way you put it together, like these are, these are the elites and they're basically cryptically telling you, we are about to flip the, the, the system on you. And it's like they're giving a warning to their other elite uh, comrades, get ready, get the proper onload and offload ramps for your financial systems. That's old, prepared because it's about to happen. That's, that's kind of the gist I get. Right. I, I think they, they announced this stuff um, just, just so they can communicate out in the open. I think um, 
they're they're very deliberate on what they say so everybody that's in their circle knows exactly what they're saying it's just what we're catching glimpses of it so that's what i highlight in my videos is yeah. the glimpses yeah. that we can catch on to but i think they they do that out in the open for everyone to hear because there's um i don't know i think there's like a network of people that understand what's happening and and how to take advantage of it wow <laughs> i so I, my brain, cause you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I told you already earlier, I, I, uh, you know, I'm a voluntarist, right? I, 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 I want to see decentralization as much as possible. Um, so when I can't, I'm stuck on that centralized, you know, currency that you were talking about that, that, uh, what did you say again? That, that global, um, stable coin. Yeah, global stablecoin. Do we know what that's going to be? Do we have an idea of what that is? Is there anybody tipping their hand to that? Is this going to be something that's already out in the crypto market now? Or is it going to be something else? Well, I, I, like I said, I think it's uh, theoretical right now for, for every nation to get their, okay. their rules in order Really, what, what could they agree on is, is mm. the real question. What, what, what form of value would every nation agree on? It would have to be some type of tokenized gold or, um, or, or just something that doesn't involve any government or central bank. It would have to be something that, that was free from all of that. So, I mean, it's kind of the work backwards from there on what, what would be able to, to handle that. So I, I believe at a certain level that, um, that interledger protocol is going to be involved with it. So I have, I have my money in XRP. I'm not okay. saying that I think XRP is the global stable coin, but I think that if there is a global stable coin that, that that's about to be used, they're going to need things like interledger. They're going to need a bunch of uh, protocols and technologies to surround that, to make that global stable coin accessible to everybody yeah. else. But at the same time, what, what, what can they use it's they have to they have to have a, a level playing field they have to have something that everyone can agree on and when that happens how long would that take for them to agree on it and would it be easier for them to just adopt something from the private sector yeah um one of the things that i've noticed is you, you hear everybody talking about cryptocurrencies decentralization centralization and i've noticed correct me if i'm wrong a lot like the name brand, the that's got first mover advantage is Bitcoin because that's the granddaddy, right? That's the one who. This all we all come in. We all come into cryptocurrency through Bitcoin, right? Yeah. I mean, it. I, I, all is a very strong word, but most of us do. I did. I did. Yeah. I came into you know to cryptocurrency through Bitcoin because it's it's the famous one everybody knows about, and then when you get into the space, you see how diverse it is. But yeah, but, but yeah, was, so did I. Yeah. So what I was saying is there are cryptocurrencies out there that have more of a name brand value to them that aren't, that aren't as uh, decentralized as you might think. And the ones that you would think that are centralized aren't. Can you speak to that a little bit, Darren? Well, I, I mean, it's really perspective too. It's um, people think that proof of work is the all decentralization. That's how we're going to decentralize things. But then you find out that, it's not it's centralized where electric is cheap it's um it's centralized to the to to nations that have that that have that but i mean it, it's really kind of like a perspective I, I personally prefer consensus based um algorithm versus proof of work or proof of stake i think it's far more efficient and with consensus everybody can join it's, and it doesn't cost much to join to for proof of work i have to spend a ton of money for an asic miner and i have to i have to spend a ton of money for electric and then uh with the video i just released with the green energy there's a, a, there's very little chance that i see them allowing that much energy to be used for currency so yeah, I, you, I, I like Bitcoin. I, I own Bitcoin, but um, I, I, I see a lot of faults with it. And then just the transaction speed and how much it costs, like what, what's its real use? I can see it as some type of fine art of the future, but I, I can't see it as anybody utilizing Bitcoin for, for its uh, settlement purposes. Although maybe, maybe when um, 
one currency goes to complete garbage at that point, Bitcoin will be really useful because it's outside of the central bank system. Yeah. Well, you hear, you hear the, the central bankers or the elites or whatever you want to, you know, label them. They are all over that climate change. They are, they always talk about it. We have to do something about the climate. We have to be more green, yada, 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 you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, and that and that isn't what bitcoin is yeah unfortunately no there you go well i mean like if you if you talk to a bitcoin maximalist they'll tell you that you know a solar panel can power the proof of work there's going to be new innovations that'll cut the cost of this and you know everything's in the future and something's going to happen it's not going to the cost of electric's going to go down through however but i'm uh <laughs> more concerned about like right now. So I think a reset is going to happen sooner rather than later. What's your timeline on that? Do you, I mean, I know you don't have the, I mean, that's a hard question. So um, I I just try to listen to what they're saying. I think Klaus uh, said something about Davos next year and uh, they keep bringing up a cybersecurity thing, right? There's going to be this massive cybersecurity thing. They keep bringing that up and um, I, I think when when that happens, when something like that happens, that's going to be soon after it's going to be a reset because it's uh, the perfect scapegoat. If everything just went down because of a bunch of uh, hackers, oh, well, it's not our fault. It's the hacker's fault. And they pin it on somebody else. But it was really the debt. A little bit of that, uh, that Hegelian dialectic going on, right? Yeah. yeah. You get a little scapegoat action. You can blame it on somebody else. It's, uh, that that move that move is so famous, dude. <laughs> They've been doing that for centuries, man. It gets yeah. you every time, huh? Yeah. <laughs> every time. Wow, man. Well, even if you take the conspiracy out of all of this, right, and you just look at their actions, what what's happening, what central banks are doing, what the debt's doing, everything out of it their actions are lining up for, for an internet of value to, to, to evolve the financial system. It's not, it can't stay the way it is. It's got to change. And what are we going to do? Are we going to go back to a gold based standard or are we going to go to a crypto based standard? Or are we going to a hybrid of both? Because yeah. one thing's clear that this system, we just keep building higher and higher fences. We just keep the debt just keeps getting higher and higher and there's no end in sight. We, yeah. There's, there's no solution to this. No. There's uh, uh, there's something called a super bond and there's all these, these methods, but they don't really solve the problem. They just extend the debt. <clears throat> well, so you, you, you mentioned gold and, and of course I, I like, I like that a little bit too, because it's physical. I, you know, there's always parts of the world and I'm, and I'm sh- shooting from the hip here. So like I said, if I say anything out of line, laugh laugh at me and correct me right so um but there's always parts of the world that are just not first world right for lack of a better term right so you're always going to have these third these these third world places that don't have the electricity they don't have the the electronic infrastructure to to transfer these cryptocurrencies um and that's where something physical with a physical value um you know main you know is 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 uh what's the word i'm looking for is preferable right because what's it what's a guy in the middle of you know just you know i don't know some part in india that doesn't have electricity right so what does what's a bitcoin do for him what's you know what's an xrp token do for that guy you know like uh but you know you walk in there with a gold coin you can trade something so so how do how do we look at that problem being solved or does it get solved do those people just continue to be left behind the the uh the the advancement you know well uh, first there's um there's a lot of argument between between gold and crypto yeah. I, I own both uh, they're yeah, yeah. both they're both great i think I, i'd much rather have gold than than to have fiat so when i, I don't really necessarily like to compare them i see okay. gold sort of as something that i'm always going to have my value there i'm always going to have my purchasing power there that's my safe money while crypto is more of a speculative asset that i'll gain something from that over time if crypto takes off right Right. but with with africa right these these first these third world problems is m pesa right we we saw we saw um africans had the the mobile money and it's it's on these really super old phones and they're still able to transmit 
money with those old phones, even in, in countries like that. So it is possible and it's, um, it, it's developing over time too, but, uh, that's where it's the most best of a fit too. Like Zimbabwe, when they hyperinflated the currency, that's what everybody was starting using was crypto. It's uh, they use it on older phones, but it's still functional. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't so aware that, of that, but I think, but, uh, I mean, yeah, silver and gold would still be functional too. It's, um, it's really, it would be the preference. Have you seen the uh, Duncan Trussell meme floating around with his quote that says some poor phoneless fool is probably sitting next to a waterfall somewhere, totally unaware of how angry and scared he's supposed to be? And that no, reminds me. Of, no, I haven't seen it. But, but, but that's kind of what, what Q was alluding to. Like, I think what I've seen in your videos and some of these elite and these central bankers say is they talk about the climate and they talk about how do we bank the unbankable. And I think that ties into the old phones and like what you were just talking about. Like they're yeah. going to find a way to so that you have access outside of a fiat yeah right well i mean just like um like if you're if you're poor in new york you you can get a phone for free like the government just gives you a phone it's uh it might be like a, a crappy phone but you know, they'll, <laughs> they'll give you a free phone so i think there's going to be access to to even the older phones like i was saying they, they send m pesa with with their phones th that way too in some of these other countries it's not it's not, uh, it's not like a really difficult task. Yeah. What, um, so whenever we talk about these cryptocurrencies that's going to be used, what, what's up with this Nostro Vostro stuff? Like all this, all this vaulted money that just sits up in these high t ivory towers that each end has to have in order to credit each other. Oh, it's like um, remember the the Looney Tunes show, and they would have the the Rube Goldberg machine going back and forth, and it'd be this really super extravagant machine doing something simple. Yeah, that, that's what that's what we have to do for cross border payments. That's what banks have to do. They have this super complicated system when it's as easy as sending a digital asset between party A and B. But over from how the payment systems evolved it's just it's been it's been garbage and that, that's the reason why they have the nostro and Bostra accounts and they have millions of dollars tied up between each bank and it's it's locked there so i mean it's uh that's a great way if uh if the system's stalling out they they free some of that money that'd be a great way to to get things flowing again yeah um have you, have you come across the Nasara stuff? I'm, I'm kind of new to it, but it's supposed to be some kind of executive order floating around out there. Um, you know, the, the QAnons are saying stuff like your, your debt's going to be canceled and uh, President Trump's trying to bring us back to the gold-based gold system and, and rate debt is unconstitutional. That's, uh, that's what I know about Nasara whatever it is. Uh, Nasera, I think. Yeah. And so it's an acronym. I don't know what it stands for. <laughs> yeah, neither do I, but that, that's what it is. Is uh, That's what they're saying. I, I don't necessarily believe that. I, I hope I'm wrong though. And all oh, my debt gets canceled. That'd be great. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Yeah. Look at Q's face. I, I see I see everything as is they're hyperinflating the currency yeah. uh, currency anyway. So it's it's better to have it's better to have the debt than, than pay it back with worthless dollars in the future. So what but. you guys just went into two realms of stuff that like, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. I don't even, I'm already, <laughs> I'm gone. I don't even, I didn't. So, so go back to what you said, the Nostradamus thing. What was that? Uh, Nostradamus. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? That Nostra what? Nostro and Vostro accounts. Yeah. What is that? You talk, listen, dude, talk to me like I'm five. I told you guys this already. <laughs> Darren, Darren probably knows more about it than me. What is that? What is that stuff? And what does it mean? Right? It's not like when a bank wants to transact with another bank in a different nation, they have to have bank accounts with each other. And okay, yeah, yeah. False bank accounts with a ton of money just to send money back and forth to, to, to cross currency. So if you have a pound and I have a dollar, we have to have millions of dollars tied up between both of us to, to send money back and forth. And we have to keep replenishing that versus a digital asset that we just send the digital asset over and now you have the digital asset. So the, that's the way the system works now is you have all these banks with those accounts where millions of dollars are just locked. 
so Q, I think okay. another way to look All at right. it. All right. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. No, so no, no, no. It, it's, it's like I just Swift, didn't know that's what it was called. Swift okay. system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our Swift system. It's like what, what was created in the 70s. It's like 40-year-old, 40, 40 uh, what do they call it, antiquated uh, technology. And you have all this money locked in on each either side, like Darren was saying. But there's no point in it whenever you could just use a cryptocurrency to lube the rail so that the money's instant. That's, that's pretty close, right, Darren? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I like it. Okay, so now I get it. All right, so then what happens to that money? What happens to that money that's tied up if we just go into a, to a centralized crypto system? How do, what, what, does that just disappear? Does it get freed up? Does it go away? They don't need it anymore, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they can finish up what, what they're – if they sent money through the, the legacy system, right, they can keep their, their money until it dries up and we move to a digital asset system or they can just take it back. Okay. And that's money that they can spend. So that would make the economy more efficient. So if there's $30 trillion locked up like that, and that $30 trillion was no longer needed for any of these banks to have tied up, they can spend that $30 trillion. And that's all that money goes back right into the global economy. Okay. <laughs> it feels like they could, that maybe, you know, Uncle Sugar could go strong arm everybody and get that $30 trillion and pay off the national debt. Right. <laughs> that's you know me 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 being a peon a, a simpleton that's exactly the first thing i thought when i, I heard about like, this i was like where else did i hear 30 trillion dollars i know <laughs> <laughs> the good old us of a baby <laughs> all right what was the other thing you guys were talking about right after that that uh that the mess that scrambled my brain oh, you, you saw stuff. me look at you sideways like a confused puppy I, I, i've just yeah. seen that floating around out there and 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 i think uh darren had mentioned you know the all the the qanons not to be mixed up with q the abolitionist it's not qanon the abolitionist it's, it's yeah i'm a little confused here i thought the q symbol was because he believed in q no 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 yeah. it's, it's so just a coincidence yeah. it's funny but i always it's, give him a hard time about yeah, it <laughs> for for you so basically what it is now is is it is it's uh you know, we started doing this podcast and whatnot, and 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 I decided to to go with a uh, with with an alias, right? Because I just kind of want to keep things as as uh, as I don't know, as keep it as simple as possible. I got a real life, you know, outside of this, and we talk about things that you know maybe maybe not everybody agrees with, and that's okay. Um, so Q is just an initial; it's it's got nothing to do with with QAnon. But what it has become is a running joke with a, a few people um, in, in you know, a few, few of our internet buddies, uh, you know, and they, and they continually call me out as a, as a, a QAnon guy. And, and uh, so that's not the case, <laughs> but, well, but, it, but, but it sure makes, it sure makes for good, sure makes for good podcast content. You know, yeah. you, better, you better watch out. You might get uh, censored or you might get banned for having the name. What, What's funny, Darren, is I told him, I was like, dude, just embrace the QAnon community. Why not? There's a bunch of them. Like, like, cause, cause I've told him like, uh, I don't believe in all the QAnon stuff, but I mean, they, they, they've got some stuff, right. You know, so it's, sure. it's, it's mysterious. It's fascinating. So I'm not going to yeah. hate on them and say that they're completely wrong, but I mean, what do I know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to, I like to look at every angle and uh, the, the main thing with QAnon was, was, the the emails right it's like yeah you got something there because that uh, you know nobody can explain those emails I, i'm not sure the conclusions that they jump to are correct but a lot of the the things that they brought up yeah yeah that's, that's something we should be looking at <clears throat> yeah. but i guess the the timeline that they predicted i say they a lot of the timelines i've seen floating around on the interwebs it's we're coming down to a point where it's going to be either time to move on or something has to happen right <laughs> yeah yeah that's um i i think that timeline's passed I, I don't i don't see anything happening i think um they've been proven wrong on on some of their some of their information but like you said i don't really dislike or, or hate any of them it just uh, i i don't i don't buy it you know but yeah. i do buy some of it uh, not all of it though yeah do do you think how much of how much do you think these elections is gonna weigh in on crypto regulations or you know because I've always heard price before regulations you hear that a lot in the in the cryptocurrency communities um, there there's gonna be a price increase and then regulations are gonna hit because yeah I, I mean that w that would make sense but 
I, I'm seeing more of a crisis that's going to happen, and then regulations will, will happen after that. I, I yeah. think everything's going to freeze up, and that's going to be their their way out of it. If um, if if all the the settlement mechanisms just just froze right up, how how would Bank A and Bank B transact with each other? They would really only have like a couple options, and those couple options are crypto. So. <clears throat> So I think more of there's going to be like an emergency situation that they might bring on, right? With the with the, the cybersecurity thing that they might yeah. have have it happen before, it would naturally happen just so they would be in control of it. Yeah, <clears throat> but I mean, like, let's say I'm wrong about the conspiracy part, then it would just not happen naturally. So it'd be the same conclusion, or just be. You know how it happens would they have complete control of, of how this reset happens or would they lose complete control and uh the new system rolls in yeah who knows <laughs> uh, so i was kind of thinking that we would see something big this year just because of all of the information out there and what it appears to be from my perspective but now as these this election stuff lags and I'm, I'm looking out into 2021 and I told Q on one of our uh, Yulo episodes is like, I don't even want to begin to talk about 2021 yet because 2020 is still blistering, you know? All right. All right. So, I mean, it's probably 2021 is probably going to be a lot worse than 2020. Uh, I, I mean, with, uh, with the, the virus getting worse and worse, right? At, at one point they shut down the economy again, like, how are they going to go about doing everything? It's just, just going to freeze money at that point, and that'll bring on bring on the crash too. So I, I, we're at like a very fragile time. I, I don't know exactly when everything's going to happen. I just see see getting more and more fragile. Yeah. So at one point, it's just going to crumble. And then the collapsitarians are going to come out of the woodwork, yes. right. wagging yes. their fingers, say, "I told you." <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. That's that's gonna be wow. So, so do you guys think I should invest in a three D printer? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Get several. Okay. Yeah. It's better to be I, safe than sorry. I have I have uh, I have my Ender three in my garage, and and there's always something being being printed on that, and uh, you know, it's that whole be your own bank. You know, unplug, sure. unplug from the system, and then you you have your own little like small little uh, uh, what are it what you know the, your little manufacturing thing in your own garage there, and uh, man, I I think that's that's where you want to be, and because um, everybody goes oh what about you know it's not just guns you know like there's that's cool, right you All can right. do stuff with guns with it that's cool, but well, there's, that's so, what there's I was yeah there's so much there's so much more that you can just do. You know, sure. I, I mean, I got a nine-year-old, nine-year-old son. We made airplanes. We made, we made gliders on that thing. I've, I've made little, little spinning Beyblade tops. He goes out and does Beyblade battles with his friends on 3D printed Beyblades, cool. you know, awesome. and you know, it's not just, it's not, I mean, it's the gun stuff too, right? That's fun. Right. But, uh, you know, there's way more to it and. You just hook it and, up to a PC and you got yeah. the blueprints online and, yeah. print. and you know, yeah, you're right. The, uh, you know, code is protected speech and so you download whatever you need and and you move into you know you take that little usb thing out and you go plug it into the machine and you hit print cool. and as long, as long as your stuff is all dialed in right your bed's leveled and you got the right filament in there and everything's running you you know come back a few hours later you know hmm. i mean yeah. they could build a plastic ak-47 bro they, right. they, they can build a lot of stuff you know so, nerf for nothing not not that i would ever do that of course i would never do that that would that's <laughs> no way would i ever ever do that you know what you know what i think's fascinating about our, our day and age is like just yesterday there i am trying to climb the corporate ladder after the navy trying to make something of myself <laughs> and all of a sudden i'm like dang bro i need to learn how to make a little micro garden <laughs> i need to get a 3d printer and i need to start learning how to mine some crypto you know yeah yeah, it, kinda, it changes some things, but you know, you, you, you take the things that you've learned how to do and you just apply them in a different direction, you know, and if you apply, right. you know, for me, it's like apply them towards decentralization, apply them towards liberty. That's where we need to go. And uh, that's, that's why so many of these questions that I have about cryptocurrency is how is that freedom? I always ask that question. How is that freedom? And when you have for me, and, and again, I, my understanding of cryptocurrency is so elementary 
right? Very easily, I have, I'm sure I have several misconceptions um, when it comes to this whole, that whole space. I understand money. I understand investments. I understand how, you know, buy low, sell high type stuff. I can move mm-hmm. things around and I can make it look like I'm making or losing money, right? I can do that. I know how to do that. Um, but philosophically for me is always, does this get me closer or farther away from true liberty, right? And with a centralized currency, I'm always concerned that, that that's not freedom, right? Because then I become beholden to this greater machine. And again, if, I'm, if I've got a, mis, a misunderstanding or a misconception, I'm, I'm ready to be corrected. I, I'm, I'm okay being wrong um, if, if there's an education that I, can, that I can glean from it, right? So uh, I, I want, when I look at cryptos, I want to make sure that for me, they're as decentralized as possible. And I know there's some risks associated with that. Um, but for also me, the, the centralized route seems to be much more risky in the long term. Am I wrong? Well, I, I mean, like, like I was saying earlier, it depends on the perspective. Each project's different. So you'd have to look into each one and see if it would align with your, with your morals, right? If, right. Uh, with, with your philosophy. If it aligns with your philosophy, then that's the project for you. Hmm. I'm, I'm looking more for, for what's going to make the most return so I can I hear you. Have, have a happier life and have my own liberty because I have wealth. Right? Yeah, be, yeah, because there is, there, is, there is liberty that comes with wealth. You're right. You know, right. Fi- financial freedom is freedom, right? That's, I, sure. I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Sure, but I, I mean, there, there's projects that probably do align with exactly how you would run a monetary system and how you can contribute to the decentralization of, of that coin. Yeah. I mean, it would it'd just take a lot of research. You might want to look into Cardano. They have uh, a way to, to hide your transactions and to stay private if you want. But at the same time, they're a legitimate company doing real things and trying to help people. A lot, of, a lot of the, some of the vibes that I got off of um, the crypto space is you, you, you want to be in early so that whenever this thing takes off, you can take your gains and go do just what Darren said. You know, you take your money, take your gains, take your cryptos and, and, and get yourself some liberty that way because the system isn't going to be, be allowed to collapse. That's kind of esque, kind of my thinking on it. A little bit like it, it's not gonna fall apart completely and they're still gonna have control but if you can make your gains in the interim then you'll be good but i mean who am well, i it's I also know. some awareness too right because i i think that the central bank digital currencies are the centralized system that that everyone's gonna lose all of their freedoms with yeah right? i feel like that's the castle we need to be storming with pitchforks and torches man you know the centralized well, banks and stuff like yeah. you know it might Am I wrong? I mean, I, you know, for me, I just look at that and go, okay, these are the people that have been enslaving us for, for, for centuries now, you know? Right. Um, it's going to get worse with, with yeah. technology, right? Especially they, they can watch every transaction that, that you make, have artificial intelligence watching all transactions 24-7, studying it and creating behavior reports. And, and um, they can know you in a better sense than you can know yourself. And then they can exploit you because they have that knowledge based on based on everything that you've done. Now, if uh, you mix digital identity, health, financial records, all of your records on public ledgers, on on private uh, private permission ledgers and public ledgers, and they're watching all of this information and how it's moving around, uh, that you're really giving them a ton ton of of uh, that power power over yourself but um i mean uh, that, that's why i mentioned the the cardano uh project because I, I really think you would like what the what the founder has to say about about like what we should be doing right now he says that we should be going to our local governments and and setting this up from from a ground level from a grassroots movement yeah. and the local governments will will go to the state and then the state can finally go to the federal government but, but we really need to be acting now I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it's going to, the, the powers that be are in control and they're, um, they've got the money and the, they're going to do what they do. So. Yeah. That's kind of why I, I, I say if you can be in early, because do you think that there's going to be like a handful of um, 
cryptos that are adopted that is going to be used in this new system? Yeah, or, I think or, uh, I think they're going to have no choice. It's going to be uh, they're going to have to use some of the public blockchains that there that there are to to mix with, to make their CBDC systems work. There's going to be uh, they need interoperability. They they need certain certain projects to to work along with them. So I think some of the private private partnerships are going to come to light sooner or later. But they haven't even announced that they're going forward with with CBDC. So I, that's when I think the breakout for crypto is, is when they start announcing this and you start seeing all these private uh, private partnerships going coming to light and to see how they're using the the public blockchains with their system. Have we have we come out and I mean, you guys probably know this and I and I don't I, I don't. CBDC. Have we established what that means on this on this show already? What is that? I don't think so. We may not have gotten gone over that. Go ahead, Darren. Central bank digital currency. Oh, central bank digital currency. Okay. All right. So that's what we've been talking about this whole time. Okay. But they've been talking about <laughs> the, yeah, Well, the elites have been talking about it. Yeah. Like if you go look at Darren's videos, man, every time they always plug it. They always plug it from their yeah. own lips. You know? Hmm. Yeah, and, and they even go as far to say that that we need this for negative interest rates. We need this to burn the money supply. Hmm. So do you do you see? So so, I you know I I hold XRP as well, and uh, I got a lot of faith in, and I'm pretty sure that it has to be one of the ones that's going to be used. As far as I can tell, as far as what I can see, like I said, I'm nobody special, but I mean coming in here blind almost two years deep that looks like one of the ones that has to be used because out the out the gate ripples have been right there um elbow to elbow with all those people right yeah it's been it's been around since 2012 too so it's not like it's not like it's the newest technology either and they're not going to pick the newest newest technologies they want the ones that that aren't going to be hacked right since it's been around for eight years nobody's hacked the xrp ledger and stolen all the money off of it right it's just yeah. been been exploited i mean but um it's been around withstood the test of time and I, my money is in xrp as well i think um i think uh interledger protocol too is going to be one of those protocols that's going to be used by all central banks how does how does odl wrap uh on-demand liquidity can you can you talk to to us about how that kind of interfaces with the ledger well you see that that's that's like a patch over for right now right so it's it's i a bank buys fiat sends it to an exchange the exchange takes that money turns it into xrp sends it to the next exchange and then that exchange turns it into fiat and they're able to do that quicker than it would with swift but i i think the end game is the central bank digital currency or it's just mm -hmm. paired between central bank digital currency xrp cbdc1 cbdc2 and it just transfers over and then that's the efficiency part of it and they're just able to instantly swap assets so you never really you never really have to worry about liquidity or anything because everything's paired to it and just and everything's in a micro transaction form so everything's broken down to its smallest level and there's always liquidity liquidity never dries up and it's for any asset so we can exchange anything we want yeah i, I always thought it was like super interesting whenever i first started getting into it because i remember back in the day like 2012 2013 people swirling it was swirling around me talking about you know bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and i was like huh what and i didn't want anything to do with it because it was so alien to me but then after i started getting into it i think what happens to the common person is you say no it's not a dollar but you can have fractions of a dollar or it could be broken down further than that and that was a real hard barrier and little maze for my mind to get through to understand that because i was just thinking in dollars because i'm an american and you know right but that's an interesting thing because it was hard for me to get through that like oh you can have fractions of a fraction of a fraction you know yeah right yeah. well even before i invested in bitcoin i thought there was a minimum to buy one bitcoin and i didn't realize i could buy a fraction of a bitcoin yeah yeah so, but, but it was so, it's so crazy to me how how bizarre that concept is to us because we, we're we've been taught a certain way right 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 it's uh are indoctrinated right that's yeah. why we're we uh that's why how they're able to exploit us and they they understand how we think 
Yeah. I mean, look at social media and then like you were talking about AI and how they, they have everything under the microscope. They see our conver conversations online and it's all collected in these data pools and they understand what a person's going to do before they do it. We're talking about minority report basically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you, you know, talking about a, 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 a central bank digital currency where they're going to know what I'm buying and selling that I don't, I'm almost going to have to have like two, <laughs> like two ledgers, you know, yeah. like my, like my white market, you know, above the table type stuff. And then, and then my, well, I guess I can already do the black market under the table type stuff, you know, um, yeah. but uh, that just makes, you know, the thing is now currently the cash money U S dollar can be used both above the table and below the, t under the table. Right. You know, you know what right. I mean? Like, but uh, if you're going to have that, that, that digital currency that's being tracked, all, that's tracking all of your purchases and you're you know, they're going to know what you're doing. It's going to drive, it's going to make things, it's going to make, mm, it's going to make, I don't know if I should say, well, it's going to make the black market even more important in my mind, right. you know, for, you know, black and gray markets, agorism type stuff. Like that's going to be way more important um, than it is now. And, uh, yeah. well, I mean, gold and silver is the yeah. true, true privacy coins, right? Yeah, no, you're right. And, and so I wonder if that's just going to, wow. I keep thinking, but I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it would, have, it would have to go by each nation, right? Because I, I doubt that will go over well with Americans. We might, we might have like a cap, right? Like maybe, maybe a thousand dollars or they need to have a warrant to check the ledger and to see what you spent. But I think it's a progression. That's I mean, they can right already now. go to, they can already go to Safeway if they wanted to. And, and, you know, using my, using my debit card information, uh, pull up what we bought for groceries, right? Right. I mean, they 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 could do that. Even if I felt like I didn't want to want to show them, there's a third party there that's going to give them the information they want, if right. provided they have the right form with the right blocks checked and the right signatures on the line, right? Um, right. But uh, just just them yeah. getting permission, right? Yeah. Like yeah. like in certain countries, there's probably going to be no permission, and every 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 transaction is going to be tracked, traced, and analyzed. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe like I was saying with the Cardano guy, we, we work from the lower level work all the way to the state government, to the federal government. We would be able to put those stipulations into the digital currency before it happens. But it takes awareness and, and how many people how many people are aware and this about any of this stuff, right? It would, it would take a lot more than just one person with a YouTube channel. It'd be everyone would have to would get involved. Like, hey, sir, did you buy romaine or iceberg lettuce? That's none of your business. Get, get out of my debit card. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I that's uh, wow. What what a yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's just. I think we just. I need to. I need to up my agorism game, dude. You know, I need to. I need to up it. That's, I that's think the, we all do. What's the uh, what's the I asked you this once already and, and it's a hard question and I know that it's, it's, it's not a fair question to ask. So it's okay if you don't answer it. What is, what is your timeline? Are you expecting for all of this to kind of fall into place? And it's, and I'm, it's, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to catch you on anything. I just, you yeah, know, I, I, I don't, no. I don't know how to answer that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I listen to him. I think it's going to happen around January just from the sense that I get from them, but I've been wrong since 2017. I thought that was going to happen at the end of 2018. I thought yeah. it was going to happen with the trade wars in 2019. I thought it was going to happen again with 2020 with uh, COVID and and uh, rioting, but I've been mm. wrong every step of the way. So. so you're on you're on a short timeline. You're basically on a revolving short timeline. You think it's going to happen basically any moment now? Yeah. yeah, and I just keep seeing everything get okay. more and more fragile. Um, but like I said, I've been wrong this whole time. But mm. it's given me plenty of opportunities to to keep buying gold, silver, yeah. crypto. I just keep buying the dips, and I'm still above water because I, I keep buying when it's cheap. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think it's, uh, I, you know, for me, I think we're inside, we're definitely inside 10 years. I don't think we're, uh, um, but I don't know, you know, well, but, I don't, but, I, but I don't know what you know, right? Like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm willing, I'm willing to, 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 you know, concede that, that obviously my knowledge in this stuff is not, is not anywhere near yours. And, and I don't, I, I think we're going to have, we're headed for a collapse inside of 10 years. Right. And, uh, and I think that inside and, you know, 
Um, well, how much debt yeah. can we handle? Yeah. What, what's oh, yeah. going to come? Yeah. Out, what's going to come out of nowhere where we need to keep increasing that debt too? Yeah. So we've got COVID. China's got a central bank digital currency. We have euro the euro dollars coming out soon they're they're announcing it so you're having other nations put pressure on the on the on the dollar so the world reserve currency is at stake we've sanctioned a ton of countries too so that's putting pressure on the dollar we've got this green energy initiative so the petrodollar the green energy is really an attack on the petrodollar because you need less oil so less oil is is the petrodollar all dollars are transacted based on the oil that's that's all dollars are priced in oil that's taken out of the ground so that the green energy initiative is really an attack on the petrodollar mm. so we have <clears throat> all these things happening and then we have covid in the middle of it so like how much more can it handle yeah yeah what what what's the what's the one thing that's going to come out of nowhere and just send this send this domino down you know the dominoes keep coming down and so eventually it's gonna it's gonna stop i don't Mm. think that was the best analogy but i think you guys know what i'm saying yeah Yeah. oh yeah it was it was good then it was good wow interesting interesting dude so that's why i'm thinking sooner than 10 years um but like i said i've been wrong i'm thinking like at least like one year back something's yeah. gonna happen so i was and, thinking and this year <laughs> yeah it doesn't have to it doesn't have to the whole system doesn't have to transform overnight right we can just have uh the ecb and bank of japan settling things cross borders using digital assets and the, the whole the whole uh, the whole crypto world changed overnight mm. i mean when we're talking about central banks settling with each other we're talking about money that dwarfs nation's gdp the, the wholesale market between banks is a lot more money than a, than a whole nation produces so if any of that money leaked into crypto i mean what, what are we at we're at like 20 billion 30 billion dollars for crypto I mean, or 200 i mean so if we're talking about trillions of dollars being transacted between two central banks and they're using any one of these public blockchains that just changed all of crypto overnight yeah interesting but as far as to and and i think when that happens that's that's the the catalyst for everything to keep going and i i think we we're moving forward it's just what we just started moving so we might not be able to see everything that's happening but things are definitely happening You left everybody silent there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm at a, I'm at a little bit of a loss. I don't know where, where to go from this. Um, I might, my, my, I don't. Maybe this is a place. Maybe this is a good place to end the conversation, dude. Because I, I, you know, I don't have any follow up questions. Um, you've blown my mind, but I mean, I don't know, dude. Gumbo, what do you got? <laughs> well, well as, as, as soon as this is over and I can go make sure that the fam is taken care of, I'm going to go watch Darren's video that he's dropping tonight. <laughs> yeah, for real. I got some catching up to do. That's for real. Um, I guess so. You guys, I guess it's a good spot to wrap it up. Uh, Darren, why don't you, why don't you take, the, take some time and uh, plug everything you have and show us where we can find you, where we can get more of this information and, and uh, how we can get how we can get to your level on this, on this topic, you know? Well, I would involve watching a ton of central banking videos that are extremely boring. So my channel is dedicated to the kind of like the reader's digest of central bankers. And um, I'm going for, for anything blockchain and crypto related. You can find me on YouTube with Darren Moore Jr. And just type that in and a bunch of my videos will pop up or I'm on Twitter at fame 21 more. Got it. Well, well, thanks, Darren, for for joining us. And uh, man, what what a what a great what a great education. What a interesting. I mean, I got a lot of looking up to do. That's for sure. Well, thanks. Thank you for having me. I'll have to I'll have to get a three D printer for Christmas. You need to. <laughs> yeah. You need to. Hey, man, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much, Darren. Yeah. Th- thanks for having me, guys. All right, buddy. All right. Thanks. Wow.
Hey, aloha, everybody. Mahalo again for listening to Unshackled Liberty. Wanted to take this time to announce that we have moved on from Anchor.fm. We are now self-hosting at UnshackledLiberty.com. That's basically a hub for our show. So swing by and take a look at the stuff that we have there. If you wanted to support the show through Teespring or Patreon, uh, please do so there. Uh, on behalf of myself and Crypto Gumbo, thank you again for your listenership. We love you. No team but Christ.